Hello, and thanks for tuning in to episode three of the Wilkes-Barre Connect podcast, a series that brings you local entrepreneurs, young professionals, and students that are leaving their mark on Northeastern Pennsylvania. We are your hosts, Nick Nsinga and Mariah Curtis. Our guests for episode three are Chris Jones, the founder and CEO of the Special Guest app, and many other ventures, along with Tanner Coleman, the general manager at Mobinity, and Misericordia Business Administration student, Jamie Demedio. The Wilkes-Barre Connect podcast is brought to you by Pepper Jam. Headquartered in downtown Wilkes-Barre, Pepper Jam is a performance marketing solutions provider redefining its category through innovative technology and service expertise. For more information, check them out at pepperjam.com. Joining us now is Chris Jones, serial entrepreneur for almost 20 years, as well as an angel investor, best-selling author, accomplished public speaker, and dedicated philanthropist. It is an honor to welcome you to the podcast, Chris. Thank you. Um, so the recent buzz around NEPA has been that you've recently acquired properties here in Wilkes-Barre with plans for a business accelerator and new home of many high-growth NEPA businesses, including LSEO, Special Guest App, and KBJ Capital. Why do you continue to choose NEPA as the hub for your businesses? So, well, thank you very much. And, um, you know, this is where I grew up. It's a place that um, I've spent most of my life. It's a place that um, I'm incredibly proud to be um, from. And um, I think this is a great environment. It's sort of like, it's it's like part of the secret sauce of my success is that I've fully embraced this region and I've leveraged a lot of the assets that others have either not leveraged um, and or for whatever the reason kind of ignored. And I think my background speaks to the idea of harnessing young professionals and giving local college graduates an opportunity to stay here in Northeastern Pennsylvania. Um, When I founded uh, Pepper Jam and I opened it here in the Innovation Center at Wilkes-Barre in 2004, I mean, I kid you not. Can I curse on this, by the way, or should I not? Yeah, go for it. you know, I shit you not that my business model, even though it was a digital marketing and tech company, my business model was to leverage the underleveraged asset of 14 colleges and universities in this region, graduating hundreds or thousands of students every year, and um, them typically moving outside of the region. And so that was my business model with Pepper Jam. It just so happened that we also offer digital marketing services and build some great technology. But that really um, goes back 15 plus years ago. And since then, I've been doing that. So I'm proud of this area. Um, I think that this area offers a great place to raise a family. I think that there are a lot of uh, assets in this region that make it very fertile for entrepreneurship. Some of those assets being the colleges or mm-hmm. what, like what other assets? I mean, so I think the, so absolutely one of the greatest assets for entrepreneurship in this area is just how many young people are here. They're here, they're getting educated. They're not necessarily all from here. I mean, we have a lot of native Northeastern Pennsylvania folks, but, um, you know, over the last 15 plus years, I've probably employed two to 300 interns from the local colleges and universities. And a lot of them are from New Jersey or they're from Maryland or they're from Virginia or they're from different parts of Pennsylvania. Um, and some of them are from different parts of the world. Um, and so they're here for this period of time. 
typically four years or so. And, you know, as a business owner, we have the opportunity to interact with them and give them experiences and opportunities to demonstrate their skill set and demonstrate their commitment to uh, being a young professional and then giving them an opportunity. So, yeah, I'm totally bullish on just how many talented young people there are in this region. Um, but just to hit on a couple other things that you hear a lot when we talk about economic development. So we're proximally located to New York City. Um, last Thursday, I was in New York City for an early morning meeting with William Morris Endeavor, one of the top uh, um, talent agencies in the world. Um, I was there and got home in the same night, right? And that's pretty cool. Phil, I have an office in Philadelphia for one of my company's special guests. I could be door to door at that office within about a, an hour and a half to two hours. Um, you know, Boston is about four hours away, et cetera. So you have the proximal location and that's the real deal. Like if you're ambitious or if you want to build a company that is, you know, national or global, you absolutely unequivocally could do it from here in Northeastern Pennsylvania. I've proved that. A lot of people have, have proved that. The other thing is I have literally, I'm so grateful. I'm the luckiest person you'll ever interview on this podcast because partly because I'm a hard worker and I've gotten results, but because I have everything that I would ever need. Like there is nothing I don't want and I get it all here in Northeastern Pennsylvania. I have a beautiful home, which is very affordable. I have um, a home on a lake, a second home on a lake. I mean, it's, and it's simple. This is not like, oh, he's got, no, it's like, you could do, you could be so successful here and live an unbelievable life. Um, my children go to local private schools, great schools, Wyoming Seminary and um, Apple Tree. And so um, beyond the, the workforce is actually plentiful as well outside of just young professionals. You know, one of the things that, um, you know, again, when I first founded Pepper Jam, that was, that was 15 years ago. But now fast forward to the present day, the amount of people who kind of were incubated in that environment and other tech companies at that time, Solid Cactus, Net Driven, and there was a bunch of others uh, during that time, are still here. And some of those people now I collaborate with. We either own businesses together or we work together at the executive level. So it's not only like 20-some-year-old or 30-some-year-old um, young professionals. There's also a really impressive, um, you know, uh, number of experienced executives in the technology space here in Northeastern Pennsylvania. So that those are just a couple of, of the things. And, you know, two other things real quick, since you mentioned it earlier, um, you know, the buzz around the accelerator by far acquiring the former guard buildings, um, half of their campus, uh, in downtown Wilkes-Barre was the most aggressive investment I've ever made in this region. I've invested in businesses, 50K here, 250K there, but to spend nearly $2 million on, on the acquisition of these two uh, buildings and focus on accelerating growth phase businesses is by far and away my biggest commitment to this area. And, and I'm really, really excited about that. Um, and, and I really look to to build my own businesses over the next the next 10 years. Um, but the thing I wanted to mention is that the what I've been doing since the beginning of my career here in Northeastern Pennsylvania is really thinking through economic development. I think that our region 
would benefit from listening to podcasts like this, coming here to the Think Center, um, going to local meetings that focus on these topics. It is an it is a very complex topic. Economic development, for those that are listening, ultimately revolves around the idea of job creation and preferably creating better jobs, higher paying jobs, jobs that are, are more technical in nature to the degree to which you could have a workforce that has those skills. And so dating way back to the beginning of my career, I was fortunate enough to get um, involved in what was then called the Great Valley Technology Alliance. It's now called TechBridge. Um, but I've been on that board or affiliated with it now for f- almost 15 years. I chaired the board for several years. And my, my point of bringing that up is that um, that's the backdrop of entrepreneurship. When we think about entrepreneurship, sometimes if we watch it on like Shark Tank or on um, uh, you know, uh, The Apprentice or something like that, um, we see it as like this, oh my God, I could go from zero to hero or I could be the next Mark Zuckerberg. And you know that's, that's cool and all, but there's this really extraordinary opportunity as an entrepreneur to have a positive impact on your community, to literally be the one or be the team that creates opportunities that, that, um, that others didn't even see. That's what I'm most proud of. Yes, I just spent a ton of money on on buildings that I hope will have an incredible economic and social impact on this region. But in fairness, I and others have been doing stuff like that for a long time. I really, really encourage people to peel back the onion, to really kind of peel back the layers on what economic development means. I think people jump to the conclusion way, way too soon, yet... It, it, it includes so many things. And the Think Center and some of the things that the Wilkes-Barre Chamber are doing through uh, Joe Boylan's leadership and Lindsay's and others, um, I think speak to it on a level that I have not seen that level of progressive leadership. I haven't seen that in many, many years. So it's right, it's right at uh, the point in my career where I could look back on it and kind of get out of the way to some degree and say, wow, what is being done here in Northeastern Pennsylvania is just like, total awesome sauce yeah there uh everything just seems to be growing um do you feel like there's any other things entrepreneurs could be doing in the area to help increase um students staying here and finding this as their home yeah i mean i think part of that is leveraging you know i think we do have strong intern programs in northeastern pennsylvania um But if you're a local entrepreneur, you should be thinking through how you could give opportunities to, you know, college students to get involved. And I don't obviously don't mean, you know, running for coffee. I mean, like getting them actively involved in your workflow, um, getting having them sit in on meetings um, uh, uh, and and otherwise really getting a, a pretty awesome experience. And so I think we're doing fairly well. I think all of this, a lot of economic development revolves around awareness. You guys having this podcast, I think, is an amazing example of what I'm referring to, which is just getting more people to listen in, to think about it. Another example would be uh, TechBridge, where I uh, sit on the board. Um, They have a radio show on Bold Gold Media. That's on the talker. It's like 95 the talker or whatever. And they do this uh, radio show every Saturday morning where they interview uh, people not unlike what you guys are doing. And I love it because it, it just creates more conversations and more awareness. And so 
uh, entrepreneurs that might be listening to this, they should find a reason to hire one or more interns um, and, you know, really commit to um, giving those interns like legitimate experiences that, that benefit them. I definitely agree. Starting them out at like sophomore year level and just trying to mold them. Like if you see something in, in one of the students, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And they would um, pr- be an asset to your company, kind of molding them. So then once they graduate, they do have a position within your company or um, at least have the skills that they could take to another company in the area, I think is really important. Um, <clears throat> so we saw one of your YouTube series and you spoke about how balancing your life um, is very important as an entrepreneur in order to be successful, mm-hmm. you know, trying to find the work and home life balance. So um, to kind of conclude our discussion here, what is your favorite NEPA activity that you do in your free time that allows you to kind of hit the reset button? It's a great question. I mean, fishing is something that um, that I probably do the most just to, it's it's interesting. It's like, I'm sure some people could relate to this. It's like, you know, I could be managing multiple businesses and it could it could come across as complete chaos and it really truly is chaos at times. But if you're out fishing and you like snag the fishing line or if my son does it and he hands me the rod, like I'm totally cool and legit. Like I'll take all the time in the world to unsnag like, a, a you know, something. And so it really does slow everything down for me and reminds me how great northeastern Pennsylvania is as it relates to fishing um, but also how like happiness and, and um, balance come often from doing the opposite, the counter of what you spend so much of your time doing. So I went fishing about a week ago, or actually it wasn't even quite a week ago, for the first day of trout. And, you know, I went from, that was on Saturday morning, Friday having like a crazy intense day. Going to bed, waking up in the morning at 6 a.m. and being out on Francis E. Walter Dam, like you could just hear a, you could hear a pin drop. <laughs> right, right. And it's so I love I love that that type of balance. And I also one final thing is people ask me that question a lot because I do speak to it. And I'm proud of the balance I have in my life. What we focus on is what we experience. What we focus on is what we feel. Change your focus, change your experience. So a lot of people are burning it at both ends. Like they're they're not spending enough time with family or close friends or in a relationship. Hey, easy advice for you. Change your focus. The reason why I spend so much, the reason why I drop my kids off at school in the morning and the reason why I do these things is because I make them a must. They, they become my priority. They become my focus. I don't allow those other things that seem more important to gain importance because I won't allow them to. So my secret to balance is quite honestly prioritizing what I care most about. And balance is much more important than any material success I have. Some words to live by. All right. Well, Chris, thank you very much for stopping by the Think Center to chat with us and share some of your insight on uh, entrepreneurship. Um, it was great talking with you and uh, we hope, look forward to seeing more great things from you. Congrats on your success and thank you. Joining us now is young professional Tanner Coleman, the general manager of Mobinity. Welcome, Tanner. Thanks. Appreciate you guys having me. All right. As one local serial entrepreneur said, hard work will get people believing in you. Do you feel this has reflected in your success at Mobinity? Yeah, 100%. Um, I think that ties very well with myself individually. Um, you know, without hard work, you know, if I was complacent when I first started Mobinity, I'd still be entry level. So 
I really went above and beyond to break through a lot of glass ceilings and, you know, really prove my worth. And, you know, that led to me, you know, ultimately getting promoted throughout the company. So I think hard work is very, very important. Yeah, it shows your boss that you're dedicated to your job, willing to go the extra effort. Yeah, and like I think, you know, even when it comes to, you know, your own personal endeavors, I think it's very important for you to put a lot of time and effort into things and not do, you know, the bare minimum. So, I mean, that requires working extra hours or requires, you know, teaching yourself a lot of things, but it all comes back to, you know, putting in that hard work. So, um, so Tanner, you held several internships during your college career. Can you share with us the importance of interning and the professional gains it brings? Yeah, 100%. So interning is, is vital. Honestly, I, I think interning is more important than the actual college curriculum. Um, you know, obviously because of real world, ex- real world experience. It's just, you know, modern day, um, unless you're going to a school that they just focus strictly on business, it's very difficult for you in this area to learn as much as possible um, in the business field, especially marketing wise. Um, such an abstract concept, um, learning it in the classroom, you don't really learn a lot of the concrete substance to marketing and, and the actual tactics and daily stuff that has to get done. So through my different internships, I really got a full 360 view of how business, you know, businesses operate in a variety of different departments. So when I, you know, when I was in college, my whole goal was get internships as soon as possible. So looking back, I think my first one was like my sophomore year, or my freshman year. So like I hit that goal. And then my next goal was to try and diversify and intern with different businesses as much as possible. So I kind of get, um, again, a, a full 360 view of how businesses operate. So you were a Wilkes-Barre, uh, the Connect Spotlight. You were in the Spotlight Series last year, yep. um, you know, representing Mobinity. And you said that the marketing philosophy for Mobinity is experiment, fail, learn, and repeat. How does this philosophy reflect the day-to-day company culture at Mobinity? Oh, I mean, it embodies it. I think those four words in that order embodies what mobility is all about. Um, I, th- I think that should embody everyone individually, every business. Um, you, you can't, you can't, you know, run your business only focusing on the potential upside of things. You have to be willing to test things. Otherwise, you're never going to know if, the, if they work. So, you know, not having that philosophy, we probably wouldn't be anywhere near where we're at right now. Um, through a lot, a lot of failures is how we found tremendous success. And that's ultimately how we scale so quickly. You know, you have to try, try again, different things, figure out what works, what doesn't, and then have a solution. Do you find like this philosophy can also be applied to your everyday personal life to help you get ahead and be more successful? Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, I think anything in life, it comes back to those four words in that exact order. Like you have to try new things, you have to fail, you have to learn from them. And you have to come up with a new solution, you know, and you just keep doing it in that same order. If any point in time you get off that in your own personal life, I think that's when you become complacent as an individual. And that kind of ties into everything else in your life, whether it's your relationships, your family, your friends, you know, your work life. You know, once you get that seed of complacency in you, it's really going to be the downfall of you, you know, not only on a personal level, but also career wise. So in a recent interview, you said that the movie title that describes your life was The Hobbit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I mean, it does. I mean, it's textbook. I mean, one, I mean, I'll be be honest. I like to have fun. I make jokes about myself. I am short. But the bigger thing, the bigger picture behind that is I do love to explore and see new things. Um, And it's really all about that journey. You know, a lot of people want to focus about where you start and where you finish. They don't really pride themselves on the journey in between start and end point. That's where I get the most enjoyment in life is that journey. Like I I know where I want to be one day. I know where I'm at. 
but I'm really excited. I wake up every day knowing exactly where I'm at and that it's one day at a time, you know, one step out my front door, um, which I think kind of ties back into The Hobbit. So, um, and you, you said it's cause you love adventuring and, yep. you know, and visiting new places. What's your favorite place to explore in NEPA? In NEPA, man, that's tough. Um, honestly, I would, I would say probably Rick is Glen. Um, I think hiking there is very beautiful. I think that's probably one of my favorite places to see. Yeah, all the waterfalls there and everything. Yeah. Just don't slip on all the wet rocks. <laughs> I yeah. actually, when I was younger, me and my family went there once, and we didn't realize it was thund- like it was going to thunderstorm that day. So we literally were like in the depths of the woods, like near the waterfall, and it was thunderstorming. And I just remember my brother was really young, and we had it. We for some reason we took the stroller. It was our first time there, <laughs> but um, so we had the stroller, and my mom is just like <laughs> running with my brother in the stroller in the pouring rain, and we're all like crying. I don't know. It was just a random a random uh, experience with Ricketts Glen but I uh, I definitely think that's a great place to explore too there's a lot of outdoor um, things that you can do in NEPA which is really cool a lot of hiking trails um, and stuff like that well Tanner thank you so much for stopping by the Think Center today it was really awesome having a discussion with you and good luck with everything in your future endeavors awesome thank you so much guys appreciate it Next up on the Connect calendar, join us for the first Wilkes-Barre Connect Honor event of 2019 on Wednesday, May 8th from 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. The Honor Program provides specific trainings and seminars for veterans in order to afford them the opportunity to access the resources they need to successfully grow a business. Honor is the Wilkes-Barre Connect Program coordinated by the Allen P. Kirby Center for Free Enterprise and Entrepreneurship. You can register for free on wilkesbarreconnect.org. The Wilkesbury Connect podcast is brought to you by Pepper Jam. Headquartered in downtown Wilkesbury, Pepper Jam is a performance marketing solutions provider redefining its category through innovative technology and service expertise. For more information, check them out at pepperjam.com. With us now is business administration student from Misericordia University, Jamie Demedio. Thanks for joining us, Jamie. Thank you for having me. So can you share with us how being an active student is helping prepare you for the professional world? So being an active student is helping me for the professional world because I'm actually getting to learn about time management and how to spend my time wisely in the workplace. So what extracurricular activities do you, are you like involved in? So I'm the president of BPA, which is Business Professionals Association, and I'm currently starting at Misericordia PBL, which is Phi Beta Lambda, and then we're also starting Toastmasters, and I'm a part of Students Today. Toastmasters? Like Toastmasters. Oh, like, like public toes. speaking? Yes. Oh, that's so cool. Yes, yes. I'm very excited. You never heard of that one? No, never did. Oh. <laughs> they don't have that at Wilkes, I don't think. Right. Oh, wait, I don't well, know. Well, it's not for Wilkes. It's do. like its own private entity, right? Yeah, but I believe Wilkes does have one oh, never because mind. my dean was like, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> and sorry, so what else are you in? Um, I'm also the treasurer of the class of 2020. Um, I'm also a part of Where's the Fun, which is um, student engagement. And I'm also a campus ministry um, uh, spring break trip leader where I led a, a trip to Schenectady this year. That's oh, so wow. cool. Do you also work outside of school or not? Yes, I mean, that's I do. My, like enough, but. <laughs> uh, my family owns their own business. So when they go um, abroad, so my sister lives in Norway, so they go abroad a lot to see her. So I usually take over the business. So I have that also to do. Oh yeah, that's a handful <laughs> yes. doing that. But I find time.
as a strong advocate for organization, how do you um, go about staying organized with all the activities that you're involved in as well as school and work? So my phone is a big advocate for everything. I look at my phone and it tells me when to go to places and I just plan out my time accordingly. If I have space in my schedule, I usually try and go visit some people in the business department to see if they need anything with help. Um, so that's what I usually do if I have some free time. Yeah, right. Your do schedule you ever... is literally like hourly. Like, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. It's hourly. Oh my I was just going to say, like, do you ever have time for yourself to just relax and breathe? I mean, before I go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Is there any pointers you'd like to give fellow students on getting organized? Um, use your phone. Uh, definitely, if you're has it go to a time management um, program that they offer that's definitely helpful I did that freshman year and really helped me with understanding how to schedule and how important a calendar is and to make time and make time for your friends on that calendar social life and work life you have to schedule around that definitely gotta keep balanced on both of them otherwise you're gonna just run yourself ragged exactly So, Jamie, is there any advice that you can give current and future students as they make their way through their college careers? Oh, definitely be involved. If you're not involved, then you're not doing it right. (laughs) That's how I believe. Um, But definitely get involved when you're a freshman or any year. It's a great opportunity for your resume, for yourself to build. Um, You learn a lot through doing different activities. That's what I've learned. Absolutely. Well, Jamie, thank you so much for stopping by the Think Center. And we really enjoyed talking with you today. Thank you for your time. Well, that does it for episode three of the Wilkes-Barre Connect podcast. We want to thank Chris Jones, Tanner Coleman, and Jamie Demedio for joining us today. We'd also like to thank our sponsor, Pepper Jam, for allowing us to share this podcast with you. Make sure you tune in next time to hear from the founder of Social Loca. We're your hosts, Mariah Curtis and Nick Nsinga. And, and thanks, thanks for, for listening, listening to the Wilkes-Barre Connect, Connect podcast. podcast.